Okay, so welcome back to another edition of Cloud Conversations. I am your host, Harvey Banks. If you're on Instagram, please give us a follow at Cloud Conversations Pod. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, wherever you may be listening to this, give it a five-star rating, suggest it to a friend, share it, anything to let the tech companies know that this is the type of content that you like to consume on a Monday morning. On today's episode, we're going to start off with um, shit I don't care about, but I probably should. And then we're going to move into a conversation about creativity. Today is Monday, February 28th. I feel pretty good. So let's get this thing started so I can attempt to not ramble on about crazy shit that we don't need to be rambling on about. Uh, If you're listening to this on YouTube, you're probably going to hear a blank starting about... What money got to do with it when I don't know the full definition of a rap image? I'm trapped inside the ghetto and I ain't proud to admit it. Institutional lies, I keep running back for a visit. Hold up. Get it back. I said I'm trapped inside the ghetto and I ain't proud to admit it. Institutional lies, I could still kill me a nigga. So what? Okay, so let's start with uh, shit I don't care about, but probably should. With this today, uh, the topic is kind of sensitive. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to preface what I have to say by kind of explaining a little bit more about what I mean in this segment when I say I don't care about it, but I probably should. When I, I'm not saying I don't care about the the topic necessarily. What I'm saying is I don't care to really engage the way people are engaging with it with a bunch of people, if that makes sense, i.e. the Internet. So today the topic is going to be Russia invading Ukraine, and I'm not going to pretend to be a, you know, savant in foreign policy or anything like that, just because I'm just not. I'll be honest with you. Uh, What I do know is just from stuff that I've read and kind of things that I picked up here and there. But let's think about this a different way. Right. Let's not let's not even go into the if you think Russia should invade or if you think they shouldn't have just because it it really doesn't matter where you stand on that at this point because it happened. Right. Let's think about what's happening right now. Whether or not you think that Putin was just posturing or had something strategic in mind or any of that, it's kind of irrelevant now because what you're not you're not dealing with a man right now that is posturing or trying to send a message anymore. That may have been the goal at the beginning of this, but things didn't quite go as planned. Right. So what you're dealing with now in Putin is you're dealing with a man trying to save face and as a man that's had to save face before let me just explain this you don't always act out of reason when you're trying to save face right you can have a plan and you can have a plan of posturing of sending messages and then you go into whatever it is that you wanted to do and instantly it starts to go bad or it starts to go bad over time the motive shifts. 
And when the motive shifts is when like embarrassment starts to set in. And I think we're dealing with a guy that's embarrassed right now. So any logic that you think he should be doing or will do or won't do kind of gets thrown out the window just because at this point he's trying to save face. And I've always said, and I know I've said it on this podcast before, that there are three things that make seemingly intelligent men do dumb shit, right? And that is money, sports, and women, right? In all of those things, a lot of times what comes with the bad side of that is is embarrassment or trying to save face, right? So we're at that phase with Russia invading Ukraine to where it's like, bro, it didn't go the way you planned it was going to go. So now you look kind of silly and like that's the worst I think that's the worst case scenario for him because I do believe that the ultimate goal was to flex a little muscle. But like once you when you self-proclaim yourself the bully and then you go out to be like, watch me bully someone and it just doesn't look that way at the end. you It's really hard to gain control of that bully title again. So what you end up having to do is like do more and more ridiculous shit just to get back to what people thought of you in the first place. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it logically. And that's why I say it's like, that's why it's in the shit. I don't care about, but probably should just because like, there's a lot of factors with this. Um, one factor I think we can all agree on is that like loss of life is terrible, especially children, um, especially civilians. And it's happening. Um, but we've got some good stuff coming out of this too. Uh, Ukrainian president, he's got balls if nothing else. You've also got uh, civilians showing pride in country, self, home, family, just being like, yo, if we got to get busy, we're going to get busy. And I can respect that any day, kind of whatever side it's going. So like when I look at situations like this that are polarizing, what I try to do is remove like the emotion or the sides out of it and just be like, A, what are we really seeing? B, how bad could this get? And then see what can we learn from this, right? What can we take from this to to kind of go forward in our lives on things that don't directly affect us? And what I took away with this was like, yo, people got pride. And I like to see that because I got pride in certain things that like my family, my children and stuff like that, that in an instance, I will lay all of this shit down. I don't give a shit about this. And if it's time to pick the guns up, we got to pick the guns up, right? And it's good to see that like, that shit is universal. You know what I mean? So like that's inspiring seeing that. Um, I will say this, though, because like Putin elevated the nuclear shit to the next level, pretty much. Um, we got to be careful with that just because like I'm not trying to say I don't think a nuclear war is coming. But again, hurt men do some wild shit. And let me explain something to you about nuclear war in case you don't know. Nuclear war is like zero sum, like nobody wins. Nobody wins nuclear war. Everybody dies. So like it's not something we ever really want to engage in. And the fact that like that's the thing that he chose to play with. Yeah, just be careful. Just it's not something we want to do. 
But I hope the situation gets resolved soon. I've got faith that the situation will be resolved soon. Just because like before we got on here today, I seen a tweet that. um, Yeah, the Russian money people want to holler at Putin today, so they're going to have a nice sit down about the economy. And usually. You can do a lot of things in this world, but don't fuck the money up. And he fucking the money up. So I got a feeling that that's going to come to an end very, very soon. Uh, I hope no more life has to get lost and all of that. You know, I pray for the women, children, civilians, everybody involved. But again, that's the best way I can explain as to why it's in this portion of the show. I care about the people, but like, I just don't care to go into something that none of us are. I don't think any of us are abreast enough to have the conversation. Um, what I really wanted to talk to you about today, though, is uh, a fun conversation about creativity. Um, simply because over the weekend, I believe it was, or maybe it was like Thursday night, I came across a YouTube channel and basically it's a, it's a dad or a son playing hip hop music and his favorite music for his dad who's sitting right there and like they go through these albums and they went through like Kanye albums, Kid Cudi albums, I believe Drake albums, Kendrick Lamar albums. It, 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 it was pretty good, but it was like one of the more entertaining things I found on YouTube and I'm blanking on the name right now, but I will, if you're on YouTube, I will put it in the description because it's just a great channel. Um, but like I sat there and I watched it and I was like, man, you don't get creative stuff like this a lot anymore. Like they didn't create anything new. Like there's not a brand new concept or anything like that. But like the intimacy in which the son speaks to the dad about these albums that changed his life and the openness, the open mindedness of the dad who didn't listen to hip hop before this. Wanting to connect with his son and then experiencing this thing for the first time with his son and the genuine joy and appreciation that the father had song for song. Like they take the album song for song. It was just amazing, man. It was it was really good to watch. And I was just like, I want to support these dudes. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a uh, it's really refreshing when you get something creative. And it had me thinking like, yo. Is I believe that like uh, the cost of this technology might be create creativity. And what I mean by that is everything is faster now. And don't get me wrong. I know that's what we wanted because like that's what technological advance is faster, more efficient. So like the world got infinitely smaller, but time and things went infinitely faster. And again, I'm I'm not complaining about it. It's just there has to be cost involved with that. And what I fear is that the creativity was the cost that we had to pay for this. Right. And so it, it got me thinking, like. A lot of times I will see on the Internet and I will see in art and in people nowadays, they're just like, I wanted to do something different. And it's like when asked about said art, said album, said whatever that they're presenting to the world, their response is, I just wanted to do something different. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) like everyone is saying that. And so my point is this. 
if you're out there literally just trying to be different, it's kind of the same. I don't not to get like weird deep, but like it, that's how I was feeling about it. Like, I don't know if that should be the goal of art to simply just be different. Different is good. And I think creativity at its purest form is always going to be slightly different, even if the muse is the same or the medium is the same. Excuse me. So like. Different isn't bad, but like forced different manufactured different. We're doing this on purpose. Different is is not what it is like. I just don't I don't really get down with that. Um, the cool thing about creativity is that it's probably one of the only ideals that like truly, truly. Encompasses what being human is. And what I mean by that is like creativity. Doesn't have a language. It doesn't have a race. It really doesn't have a time period either. You just kind of know it when you see it. And so at this point in the world and in life, I don't think we're seeing new things much anymore. And I think it's just because like it's the times, bro. We've seen a lot of stuff. I don't think it's because no one's trying to innovate. I just think, guys, we've seen we've heard a lot of the sounds. We've heard a lot of the genres. We've seen a lot of the films. <laughs> We've seen all the TV shows. We've heard all the stories that can happen. It's just uh, for something to truly be different, it has, or to truly be creative nowadays, it has to have this formula of supreme talent and ability and distance. And what I mean by distance is I don't think creativity flows well in a crowded room. And so what we have right now in, in music and in tech and television and everything is the room is very crowded. So I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but albums used to come out on Tuesdays, right? And no matter what, Usually albums and music all come out on the same day and it's usually determined by how the charts are going to chart it. So you had to give time, all this. It was a big process to release music back in the day before streaming. Nowadays, Friday is pretty much the streaming drop day. Um, There will be artists that I genuinely like that will release an album on Friday that I really, really like. And by Tuesday, you can't go to the new music and find it. Like you have to put work in to find it just because another slew of a hundred albums came out and another hundred albums came out. Like I think, I personally think that like Donda was one of the best albums probably in the last I don't know, six years, seven years. For me personally, I thought the production was amazing. I thought Kanye put the perfect people on the perfect songs. It just felt really good, right? And it's like, dog, that shit was like six months ago. That's old news now. That's done. We waiting on number two. And like the fact that Donda 2 is coming out so fast kind of speaks to what I mean. The cycle for things to breathe 
isn't what it used to be. An artist used to put an album out, tour that album for at least a year and a half, spend that final six months after about 18 months recording another album. Two years later, it's time to drop again and we do it all over again. You don't have two years anymore unless you're extra special. And by extra special, that's where I mean the distance between this and and this. And you know the difference when you hear it, see it, feel it, whatever. And I think one artist in particular, one artist has captured what that distance looks like, has captured what special looks like, understands creativity takes time. It needs to breathe. And it takes distance away from everything else to truly be creative. And I think that's Kendrick Lamar. And I might go out on a limb and say that Kendrick may be the most creative artist that we've that my generation has. Just because if you go through Kendrick's catalog, a nothing sounds the same as the last project, like if we're sticking just in his projects and then B, it also never sounds the same as any project out, right? And more specifically, I want to go into like how special To Pimp a Butterfly is. To Pimp a Butterfly was very, very... So you come with an album called Good Kid, Mad City, right? It's your... It's it's the it was the debut. Now there's there's music before that, but that's his debut album, right? Um, heavy on the features, commercial slaps, really great album, start to finish, right? Commercial super success. Most artists going into number two, you're gonna take a lot of elements from number one because you're gonna need that baseline level of success to even surpass what you did on the first one, just because that's how this industry works. Right. And regardless of what the public sees or hears, there's certain metrics that need to be hit for them to continue to build on what this creativity train is. So the second album, isn't what you normally take a lot of risk on, bro. Like you just don't do it just because it's a, it's dangerous, man, because you could go from being, Dropping an album that's critically acclaimed, that has huge commercial success, and then you try to go left on album number two, there may not be an album three. So like what Kendrick and TDE did with To Pimp a Butterfly after Good Kid, Mad City was so dangerous that that in itself was a creative path. It's a path that ain't nobody really walking on, right? And, and it's not just saying I'm going to be different. I'm going to do something different. It's saying I'm going to master this different style and sound. And I'm going to deliver it at a supreme level. And this is what I mean by delivering it at a supreme level. In sports, in music, in life, in business, in everything. Once somebody does something that is successful Naturally, people, things, business, artists, anything, sports, athletes are going to mimic what that was to also find success. 
I don't think it's like biting. I don't I don't mean that in a in a negative way. I just mean it in a sometimes it's kind of just a smart way. Y'all do it like this. That works, right? But sometimes there are these things, people, artists, and athletes that are so supremely talented, creative, skilled at what they do, that they do something. It's recognized as great. And then nobody can actually replicate it. So especially in rap, Kanye West comes along with soul samples, sped up soul samples and drums. It changed the way music sounded in the early 2000s. Everybody had sped up soul samples, drums. Drake comes along. He's singing on hooks. He got that from Ja Rule, but I'm not going to go into all of that. Who got it from X? Whatever. But changes the way it sounds young thug comes along changes the way that things sound migos comes along changes the way that things sound kendrick comes along with to pimp a butterfly everyone says this is the greatest album we may have ever heard you never heard anything like it since that's like supreme ability dog That's everybody in the music industry looking and saying, that is crazy. That's amazing. That's so creative. That's so supremely talented. Fam, we can't do that. (laughs) You just can't do it because it would have been attempted to be replicated if it could be, but it couldn't. And that to me is like the ultimate level of creativity of peak Let's take this thing and move it to another realm, right? And that's why I appreciate like Kendrick so much. And that's why we give him time. We don't give any other artist time like that. You don't believe me? Go to said artist's Twitter account. Every time they tweet anything, it could be a picture. Here's me and my daughter. Merry Christmas, y'all. Yeah, dog. Merry Christmas. But when the album coming? Hope you guys are doing well. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, you too, honey. When are we getting a new album? That's just how it is, right? We don't give them that time. And it's like, we always want a new Kendrick album. But like, ain't nobody really pressing Kendrick for a Kendrick album because we know that when we get it, the level of creativity is going to be just so high that it's just going to be so much better than anything else we might have got prior, right? Or from anyone else. So it's worth it. And it's like, uh, even if we can't attain to pimp a butterfly level of creativity, I think that it is beneficial to us to always try. And that doesn't mean that I need, I think everybody should be going out and just trying to do, you know, astronomical things. I'm a podcaster. People have podcasted before me. They'll podcast after me. I'm talking about subjects that they're talking about as well. None of us created this thing. But I know personally that no one can do this thing the way that I do this thing. Not better, worse or indifferent. It's just I fully know like people ask me like I've had friends that wanted to start a podcast before and I always tell them, yes, do it. I even show some of them how to do it, help them with the tech of it, just because like there's no competition in supreme creativity, right? 
I know exactly who I am. I know exactly that I bring something different to the table than you're going to get from a Joe Rogan, a Joe Budden or any Andrew Schultz, Charlem, any any of the people that you like to listen to in podcast form. I'm going to give it to you the way I give it to you. And I know this. That's why I always feel comfortable in the space, even though I'm not talking about anything that hasn't ever been talked about before. We're all talking about the same shit. I'm just giving you authentically me. So I know I, I have space to exist in this in this land. I always tell my friends the same thing. As long as you're going to be authentically you, you have something creative to give to this world. Let's say you're not podcasting, you're not doing videos, you're not doing none of that. You're you're an artist like you paint. Don't compare yourself to Van Gogh or to look, shows you how many painters I know. You're not Basquiat. You don't have to be. Be you. Authentically you. That's you. Someone is going to be looking for that for you. So as long as you continue to be you, take the amount of time that you need to take. You can't be on someone else's schedule and still like operate in the mindset of creativity. It's got to be you. And I think we need to slow things down with our expectations of artists and of things that we things that we want and we appreciate. We just want it now. Right. Because we've been trained to want things right now, right now, right now. And I said, like I said, I think that's the cost of, you know, the world being much smaller and technology being much faster and. I get it because like another thought I had, and then I'm going to, I'm going to be done here, but it's funny. Cause we always say like, we always think that the best way to do things or that the best time in life was whenever we was at our best in life. Right? So like you listen to people say, yo, the nineties was the best time for music. The nineties was the best time for TV or the eighties was the best time for this. And it's like, we all say that. Every generation thinks that the shit, every generation thinks that the moment that they were at their best, which is usually teens to 30, was the best moment in their life. Usually it's because we experience so much during that time. But like every generation says that every one of them. Every one of them is right. So like I was lucky I was born in 87, so I grew up in the 90s. And literally became a teenager in the year 2000. You see what I'm saying? So I experienced the whole 90s. And yes, it was great. But you know what was great about the 90s for me? Was the music. And so I got introduced to the music. And I got all into it. Especially like G-Funk. And like G-Funk in the 90s turned me on to funk music from the 70s and so like for me to arrogantly just say yo the 90s was the best time ever doesn't really lend credence to like what we needed them ingredients from the 70s to get here and the 80s to get to the 2000s and it's it's like i said it's all relative right the main thing is creativity a lot of times in the 90s in hip-hop what we do is we take things from the past and we change it a little bit and then we make it ours and we might add some drums to this and that and that and we flip it and then we give our stories over this foundation of something that's been around for 30 years and like 
while that's the knock on hip hop for people that just don't get it, for people that get it, I understand and I think it's supremely talented. So like, there's nobody in the world that could do what Kanye West does with sampling. He's just different. There's no one in the world that can do what Pete Rock did. You can find the sample and you can download the drums, but it's not going to feel the same. That It's just different, right? And so I see creativity in all of that. But again, I want to I just want to stress the fact that look at the most creative people, places, things in your life. I'm going to say that the main difference and the separating factor in all of it is distance. Authenticity. It's hard to be authentic in a room full of forced creativity or we just got to try to be different. Don't be different. Just be you. And if that's if you're a creative, don't be different. Just be you. And if you if you being you is naturally different, it's naturally different. If it's not, it's not. That's fine. Be creatively you and you'll still stand out in the crowd. But do your best to avoid the crowds. Find your own lanes. It'll illuminate just better that way. It's cloud conversations. I, I talked about this shit way longer than I wanted to. Like I said at the beginning, I didn't want to ramble, but that's kind of where we at. It's Monday, man. Happy Monday. Uh, tomorrow starts, you know, a new month. I believe tomorrow's the first official day of spring, too. We got some warm weather on the way. Uh, yeah, man. Do something for you today, tomorrow, always. It's Cloud Conversations. I am Harvey Banks. Find us on Instagram at Cloud Conversations Pod. Uh, YouTube as well. You can look up my YouTube, uh, Harvey Banks. All of this shit should be there. I'm signing off.